Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Well, hey, friends, it's Rhonda. Listen, I've got to uh, uh, congratulations first off to everyone who joined Business Coaching Collaborative this time around. Welcome to all of you. I'm just so excited. We had such great response and I'm looking forward to that transformation, watching all y'all just kind of bloom as you come out of your business shell and you really step into that role of being a CEO of your business and your practice. So congrats to all of you who decided to join. I'm so excited that you're here. Now, for as it has to do with business, I've got a little bit of a vulnerable post to make or post share with you today on the podcast. And that is about a recent business decision that I had to make. And I was absolutely scared to death, like really scared. So let me give you some context. So as I have continued to grow my own business, now I, you know, you all know that I have a virtual practice. And at one time, um, I had a huge, big, thriving brick and mortar practice and had several practitioners that kind of migrated in and out and, you know, been through those challenges of having practitioners that weren't a good fit and staff and, you know, firing the wrong way and learning the hard way about all the things you shouldn't do in a business. And as your as the practice grew, I learned a lot. And then I was doing lots and lots of clinical work. I was doing a lot of clinical training out on the road, like 25 to 30 weekends a year, um, teaching CE seminars all over the country. And I, that's where I met many, many of you. And now I don't do that anymore for a different set of reasons. But anyway, um, I was kind of forced into retirement um, on the speaking circuit. And I thought, okay, well, I still have all this clinical knowledge that I, I want to share. It's a shame to for me to keep it like I was teaching it, but I was only teaching it little bits at a time, you know, in city after city after city. And I thought, okay, I can, I can put all of that online. So I created Clinical Academy. And when I did that, the Clinical Academy kind of became like the Netflix style version of all of my years of clinical experience and training and the things that I've learned and my kind of signature way of communicating complex topics and making them very simple, digestible, and easy to implement in your practice. So when I did that, that shifted my focus of my business less on the patient side, which was okay with. I'd done it for 20 years and I, you know, sometimes it's just time for a shift. So I moved and I started to shift my focus in really doing more educational training online. Well, that required a different type of staff, a different type of employee. I wasn't looking for employees to run a front desk or to manage patient care as much as I was looking for someone to help me build this side of my business. And so I, you know, start to hire different types of staff. Some worked, some didn't, you know, I bumbled through that because you don't know what you don't know, right? So bumbled through all of that. And then I decided to start doing more business training, like teaching practitioners how to run and grow successful businesses. Because what I found was they were asking me clinical questions like, well, I think I just need to know more about how to deal with digestive issues. 
And then they would say, yeah, but how do you charge for that? And well, how often do you have those follow-up appointments? And well, I'm having trouble getting people in that, that are digestive people. And those are my people. And that's who I want to serve, but I don't know how to market to them. And I realized that the question under the question wasn't so much, how do you deal with digestive issues? The question under the question was, how do I grow a business? I don't know how to do this business thing. So I thought, ah, so now, okay, I'm in this situation where I have to kind of hire a different type of team with different types of skills to help me grow this business that's more of an educational model, okay? It's not patient-facing as much. I still have that. But I, but now the bigger part of my business was starting to grow into this more educational model where I was serving practitioners more than I was serving the patients, which I'm totally thrilled with. So as I go along, I, you know, hire someone to be like a, a part-time, I hire basically an assistant. She's called my integrator and she was amazing. And when I made that hire, I was so scared because I had to pay her more than I'd ever paid anyone ever before in my business, but I was paying for her skill and the time that she was going to save me. And I agonized over it. I mean, like just talking about it makes my stomach upset. Like it just gives me all of the feels. And I just agonized over it because I thought, is this the right decision? How am I going to afford to pay her? You know, she's working like 25 hours a week. And I, I don't know if I can afford this. And, you know, she was asking a higher price for her um, time, which she was a hundred percent worth. And I just thought, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. And I was awake for like nights and I finally just decided, okay, I'm just going to do it. And I did it. It was the best decision I made. And then I hired another person and that was better. It was a really good decision. Things are cruising along really nicely. But what I'm finding is I started to recognize that I had yet another hole or a gap in my business that I wasn't able to fill. But the, here's the, here's what I want to talk to you about. And I'm just being really honest with you. So I, I realized that I had this one gap and it wasn't being filled well. And so we weren't doing a good job as a business. We weren't going doing a good job serving you as a practitioner. And I said, I got to up my game. So you can take this and extrapolate this to your own practice. So when you have this place in your practice, in your, your business, your clinical business, and you know you're not stepping up to the plate or you're not delivering what you need to deliver or you know you're capable of or you what you want to deliver in the way of serving your patients you know it's a huge gap you know you should be doing x and all of us have that x is it sending out emails is it hiring a front desk person is it being more consistent with your treatment plans is it getting more organized is it communicating better whatever it is everybody's got their x right their thing that they know that they need to be doing better and it's the thing that keeps spinning around in your mind and you think oh i got to get that fixed i got to do those emails i've got to do this i've got to do that i've got to do it and it just keeps getting put off and put off and put off and put off and it's not getting done because you're not spending the time babysitting the baby and taking care of the child. You're not doing what you got to do because you're all busy doing all the clinical things, but yet you're losing patients because they're not sticking around maybe because this thing isn't done. So kind of the same situation for me. It was this whole, this thing that I knew I needed to be doing. I could do it, but I knew I wasn't good at it and I didn't have the time to do it just like you, right? That's why we don't get it done. When we have that thing that just hangs over our head, hangs over our head, hangs over our head. Like, I'm not kidding you. My stomach is like, 
oh, I'm all like, oh, oh, my stomach, (laughs) just talking about it, thinking about it. So I had this position and I knew I needed to fill it, but it was going to take me to a whole nother level in the financial commitment that I was going to make in my business. I mean, a new level. And I thought back to the time when I hired my integrator, my virtual assistant or assistant, when I hired her, how nervous and anxious I was. And it ended up working out fine. And she's brought so much value and, you know, productivity to the business. Love having her on the team. But this was a whole new challenge. And I was literally like, you you hear my breathing. I, I literally just got paralyzed and I thought, oh my gosh, like, I can't do it. And my self-talk, and this is what I want to talk to you about. My self, my conversation in my head was all of the things that were not in alignment with who I wanted to show up to be for you. It was completely out of alignment. And so think about this in your practice. How are you talking to yourself about your growth? How are you, what is the conversation that you're having with yourself You may not be sharing with anyone, but it's, you know, it's the conversation that around in the brain. What's the conversation that you're having with yourself about something you're afraid of doing or something that you know needs to be done? Are you saying things like, oh, it's never going to get done or I'm not really good at it. Maybe it's emails. I'm I'm not a good writer. I'm never going to be able to write these emails. I'm never going to be able to market well. I don't know how to market. I don't know how to do social media. I hate video. I don't want to be on video. I don't want to do YouTube videos. I don't want to go live. I don't want to do, I can't, I won't, I don't, I hate. Is that the kind of conversation going on in your mind? There's probably some of that because we're all human. Our brains are wired to find the things that are going to be potential traps and then warn us about them, which I appreciate. I can appreciate the brain telling me, hey, you are really not feeling your mojo with these videos. So probably better stay away from that because it could be a trap. So let's just stay over here where it's safe and comfortable and you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do because that's safe and comfortable. But friend, that's not how we grow. So here I am faced with this decision. And I mean, it's a fine, a huge financial investment for me. And it's a brand new hire. It's someone I don't know. I've, I've taken through the interview process, but I don't know if this person's going to do what they say they're going to do or not. I have no idea. And I'm putting my money, my mouth, my time, my commitment on the line. And I literally for two weeks or more, I didn't sleep at night. And what do you think the conversation that was going on? Can you hear it? Like, oh my gosh, how's this ever going to work? How am I going to afford to pay this? How, what if this doesn't happen? What if that doesn't happen? What if this, I need it, but I'm scared. I want it, but I don't know if I can have it. I don't know if I deserve it. Who am I to deserve this? How, what, what right do I have to hire this type of position in my business? Who am I to grow? Then the imposter syndrome shows up, right? Well, who are you to teach practitioners how to grow a business when you almost failed twice? Who are you? Like, you don't know anything. And what about you? How do you talk to practitioners when you don't have a brick and mortar practice and you're only just doing virtual practice one to two days a week? Who, who are you to talk about brick and mortar? Pra- like all that stuff starts to roll through my mind. And then I go down the rabbit hole and then I get paralyzed with fear. And then I'm completely paralyzed. I can't do anything. My stomach's upset. I'm not sleeping. I I can't get myself out of it. So here I am. This is about maybe a month or six weeks ago at the time of this recording anyway. So very recent. 
And I finally just had to kind of like get a hold of myself. And I went for a long walk and I put some music in my ears. I put in some classical music because I don't typically love classical music, but it's really good for your brain. And so I put classical music in Mozart something and I just started walking and it makes my brain go quiet because I, I, I'm not singing the lyrics. There's no lyrics. There's no words. It's just sound. And it just makes my brain get quiet. So I went on this long walk and I started to look at all the things that were possible. If I made this decision to invest in this person and bring them on as part of my team, what would that make possible? And I started to change my focus. And I knew that was the only way I was going to get myself out of this death spiral because I felt like I was in a death spiral and I had to reframe it. And I just started to say, what is possible? If I make this decision, what does that make possible? Well, this could be possible and that could be possible. And I would have more time and I wouldn't have to do the things that I don't really love doing. I could actually do something different with my time. I might be able to take a day off. I might be able to do X or Y, or that'll free up the other people in the team to be able to do what they're really good at because they're stuck doing things they don't like to do that this person can do. And I started to make a mental list of all the things that would be possible if I said yes. And I just let that saturate me. And I've got the music playing and it's loud because I like it loud. And so my brain gets real quiet and I can think those deep things. And I just let all of that saturate me. And then what happened was I started to feel hope. I started to go, oh my gosh, like this could be a game changer for me. This really could be a game changer. Like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of getting excited about this now. And all of a sudden I realized that what was holding me back was A, I felt vulnerable because I don't know how to, I don't feel like I'm always the best leader and I want to be a better leader for my team. I don't feel like I'm always a great leader, not intentionally. It's just, I don't, I don't haven't developed that skill with my team. And the second thing was I realized that again, I was like all hung up on the money. I was all hung up on the money. But what I learned the last time, remember I told you the first time I hired my assistant, my integrator, I was scared to death and she has more than paid for her salary in savings and revenue and all the things. It was the best investment I made. And I just had to reframe my position and say, wait a minute, this over here, making this decision is just like that one. I have to focus on based on my past, right? My experience in the past with the last time, I have to now focus on what is possible with this new position and this new person on the team. What is now possible? And as soon as I reframed that, and as soon as I started to let that just soak into my fiber, into every cell in my body, and I just ruminated on it, it ruminated on it, ruminated, ruminated, I let it just ferment and grow. And just, I was, it was just became a part of me. And all of a sudden I was like, heck yes, I'm saying yes to this. Are you kidding? No way. Butterflies gone, anxiety gone, diarrhea gone, all the stuff that always happened, all gone because I, I focused on what was possible. And I let, I made sure I put myself in an environment for me, it was a walk and the music. 
and allowing my brain to get quiet. And I, uh, I stopped the ruminating on the negative. I stopped allowing my brain to protect me from what was unknown, unseen, and maybe scary. And I just let the potential or possibility of what could happen arise, come from deep inside. And that then gave me the courage to be able to say yes and make the decision for the hire. And I'm happy to report that we are now a few weeks in and things are going really well. Like I'm really happy. And there are still times when I go, did I make the right decision? And I have to stop and I have to go back. Like I just said that I just got all tight inside, but I have to see, I'm not kidding you. If you change your words and you change what you think about, you change the way you say it, you're bringing about a different energy in your business. So if you've been scared to hire, don't be, go put your Mozart on, go for a long walk, put your tennis on, off you go, or choose your music, whatever makes you go away in your head, whatever shuts the, the chatter down in your brain. And then go start thinking about what could be possible. What transformation could you experience if you hired a VA for 10 hours a week? What could, what could be possible? What would that make possible for you? How would it impact your income? How would it impact your time? How would it impact the service that you're giving your patients? How will it impact the way that you deliver your care? How will it impact their compliance? If you've got someone that's checking up on them, and following up and scheduling their uh, repeat, their, their follow-up appointments, whatever it is, however your practice is set up, what will that make possible? Does that make you kind of like, get do you get like excited? Like, oh my gosh, maybe I really can have a transformation. Listen, friend, we don't make the decisions because we're listening to the wrong voices. We have to cultivate the voice and the sound and the language and the words that are going to focus on the transformation, the positive that's out there, what's possible. And don't let your brain hijack you to try and keep you safe all the time, because let's face it, everything in life, nothing is safe. Nothing. You could be walking down the street, get hit by a bus today. Just better say, I love you to your kids and spouse in the morning. Nothing is safe. Nothing is guaranteed. So let's just take a risk. Let's take a risk. Make sure it's a wise risk, but calculate all that ahead of time. What does a decision make possible? So let's, I'm just going to wrap this up and make it real practical. One of the things that I hear commonly from practitioners is they do not communicate well with their patients. They don't send out like regular emails or they're not set up with texting. They don't have text reminders in place. They're, you know, manually calling to remind, et cetera. All of that, if you have, if that's the thing that's tripping you up, you think, okay, I know I need to email. Let's just pick that. I know I need to email, but you think, oh my gosh, I'm not a writer. I don't even know where to start. And what if they don't like my emails? And what if they don't open them? And inboxes are really busy, you know, and people aren't going to see it anyway. And the open rates are always bad. And I'm going to put all this time into it and no one's going to read it anyway. And what if I say, what if I put something in the email that ends up not being true because I don't know everything about, you know, uh, B vitamins and uh, heart toning the heart and resetting the electrical, you know, circuitry of the heart. What if I don't know enough about that? And what if someone, what if someone emails me back and they don't like it? And, you know, what if they think I'm like, it's too much. 
Do you hear how our brain goes? I know. I've been down that rabbit hole a bazillion times. I know that rabbit hole well. And so what happens? We start sabotaging ourselves before we even get out of the gate. It's like you're laying in bed worrying about, you know, getting shot in the middle of the day or something. And so you just stay in bed all day. That's no way to live your life. What if you reframed that and you said, oh my gosh, here's the potential. Here's what's possible. What's possible is I can make better connections with my patients. I can provide them with information that's super useful and relevant for them. I can stay in front of them. I can let them know what's going on in the office. I can tell them about new products or new things that we're doing or things that are coming up that are exciting and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden you start seeing what's possible and you're like, oh my gosh, this would be awesome. Yes, I'm going to do this. Then what do you need to do? You need to find someone to help you. So you hire on Upwork or Fiverr or somewhere and you find someone that can help you. That's all. It's so easy. If you don't know how to do it, then hire it out. You might be able to hire a VA that can write great emails. You give an outline for the copy. You record it on your, as a voice record on your phone and you give her the voice record and say, here you go, girlfriend, transcribe it and write an email, excuse me, write an email about it and off you go. Really easy but you have to get it in your soul first. You got to get it deep inside. Did you get all that? Was that a little much? I hope that was super inspiring. I hope it made you get quiet and thoughtful about how you, what you need to do to move your business forward, because that's what I want for you. I want for you to move your business forward, to make those decisions and to do it without being scared. I get the fear. The fear is just your brain protecting you from what's unknown. But when you create different possibility, all of a sudden the whole world opens up. And that's what I want for you. All right, friend, that's all I've got for you this week. If you loved this podcast, would you tell someone about it? There's probably other people. I know there's other people that would benefit from this conversation. So share this podcast with everybody that you know that could use a little bit of a mindset shift about making decisions in their business or their practice. All right, friends, thanks for hanging out with me this week. I'm Rhonda signing off until next week. See you then. (laughs) 